This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, dog lovers. Welcome to Have Dog Will Travel. I'm Christy Vaughn. And I'm Josh Henry. Thank you very much for joining us for this first episode of our new podcast. Would you like to start with a little bit about the podcast and what we're doing here, Christy? I sure would. We are starting this podcast to give you some travel tips uh, when you go out traveling with your dog to reduce some anxiety and get everyone out there with their dogs. We're also going to be introducing some dog-friendly establishments here locally in Atlanta and eventually across the U.S. And so there will be interviews with uh, dog-friendly establishment owners and things of that nature. And hopefully you'll get a lot of good information about awesome places to take your pets and uh, good tips on what to do when you're taking them there. Would you like to talk a little bit about us? Yeah, I think we should. So people, so people know who we are. Yeah. Okay. So Ladies first. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I grew up with dogs, uh, specifically a German shepherd named Shiva, and dogs have always been a part of my life. And currently I have three, yes, three dogs. One is a rescue pit bull named Sadie, and I have two French bulldogs named Ruger and Remy. Like you, I have uh, grown up with dogs pretty much my entire life, um, an, an assortment of animals. My mom's a bit of an animal nut, but we always had a few dogs uh, a lot of big dogs, mostly German Shepherds and Rottweilers and Dobermans. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I currently own a 19-month-old pit bull puppy named Stella Rose. And she's actually in the room with us right now. So if you hear some random sighs or grunts or whatever, that would be her. Can I just point out the fact that you refer to her as 19 months old? Like, she's a child? Well, I mean, yeah. she. I mean, she is my child. I mean, child. she's your child. So. <laughs> I guess you could say a year and a half. And I think... I don't no, know what's the cutoff for that. Like when she's two, I, I think I'll stop with the months. No, I think you should keep going. Till like. I don't know. Till she's like seven years old and you can figure out how many months that is. I feel like that gets a little hard you know. to track. It's well, parents do it. So I think it's okay. Yeah, fair enough. She is. <laughs> we're both, we both don't have any human babies. So these are our, um, our, our actual babies. So, all right. So that's, uh, that's a bit of, oh, and then I guess, you know, in addition to the, who we are as dog people, we are both, uh. In the acting business, and we, uh, you have actually hosted another podcast before about I dogs. Have. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I hosted the Doggy Dish on Pet Life Radio for a couple of years, and it was all about nutritional cooking for dogs, um, cooking their food, cooking treats, and also had a lot of themed episodes. So if you want to check that out, it's on iTunes and iHeartRadio, and also on the Pet Life Radio website. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, so that's, that's who we are and that's what we're doing. So to get us going, we'd like to give you a few tips on traveling with your dog in the car. Some of these are, can be used for even short trips. Some of these uh, are good tips for more long-term things or long, you know, long road trips. Yeah. Long road trips. Uh, but you should probably start with a short road trip if you've never taken your dog anywhere, but yeah. we'll get to that. But we'll get to that. So the first thing is uh, making sure that your dog has been socialized before it's exposed to the general public. What does that mean, Christy? Well, I believe that that means your dog does well in social situations with both humans and other dogs because you will encounter both when you go out in public. So let's say you want to take your dog to a restaurant. Obviously, you will encounter 
other people and possibly other dogs because most likely it's a dog-friendly restaurant or it should be if you're taking them there. But Josh, you have socialized Stella very well. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you socialized her? Well, yeah, I I don't, I can't say that there was a super conscious effort. Um, But when I first got her and she was a puppy, we, she had a a roommate who was about a seven year old tiny poodle thing (laughs) who was kind of grumpy and didn't really want to to play with her very much. But um, I think it was great for her, especially a dog that's going to be a a larger dog to be around a a little, a little dog like that. And then there were some, you know, little bits at a time, Uh, have some friends over and they bring their dogs and then they kind of slowly let them acclimate to one another. And then you have that, take them to the dog park for the first time. And then they, you know, meet other dogs in the wild, so to speak. And uh, just kind of see how things play out. And the more you do that, the more that they get comfortable with, with other animals. Some, a lot of dogs, if they're, if they're the, someone's only dog, then they, they don't get a lot of that exposure to, uh, to other, to other dogs. So I was very lucky with Stella that, you know, my, my previous roommate had, you know, had that pup. Well, that sounds like a, a good plan. And it sounds like it's pretty natural too. If you just take your dog out and about, um, I think it's, it's a good way of just exposing them to different sounds and smells and touch and Oh know. god, yeah. And Stella was scared. She's still scared of everything, but she was scared of everything. Like the first <laughs> time she saw steps. Cause it, where I lived there were no steps. And so she had no idea. Like she was just she would lock down and I had to kind of keep pulling her <laughs> into the steps and show her it was okay. Exposure therapy. Yeah. It I works mean, wonders. I actually took her, she's, she's a registered emotional support animal, and I took her to go see a movie at a theater in Canton, and um, the, there was some, going into the, like the big 3D theater, there were some weird lights on the floor, and it was kind of reflective, and she wouldn't walk on it at first. She was like, she's like, just kind of getting locked down, and was like, I don't know what that is, what will it do to me if I step on it? So, you know. The more you exposure to those kind of things, the more you're going to get comfortable with them. And I also took her to a, uh, some buddies of mine, are, um, they run Atlanta Dog Works, um, which they, they train animals, a variety of animals for film and television and things of that nature. And uh, we had a little tutorial with my buddy, Greg, who gave me some great information on, uh, it's more about training me than it of was course. training her on, on how to train her and things to do and not do. It usually is. We have to be trained just as much as they need to be trained. You said something earlier too that that I, I want to go back to or circle back to that's um, kind of segues into our second tip, which is do some research. So know mm-hmm. that the place that where you're taking your animal, whether it is a dog friendly place or not, because it's going to be awkward and probably even a giant waste of your time if you get Absolutely. there and your pup isn't allowed. Absolutely, it's very important to do your research before you plan on taking your dog out with the intention of going somewhere in you know public and sitting with them at a bar or restaurant or taking them into a store. Do some research online, you know, look up your city and see what dog-friendly places you have near you. A really great site I like to use is bringfido.com. You can actually search by your city and they will give you all the places where you can take your dog. So I've used it quite a bit and they'll give you everything from, you know, restaurants to beaches and parks nearby that are dog-friendly. Nice. So let's talk about traveling with your dog in the car. One of our uh, first rules for that is much like your human baby, they are safer in the back seat. It's awesome to have them in the front seat riding shotgun with you. And um, and I guess, it, I don't know, it looks cooler. <laughs> Especially if you have a convertible <laughs> right. or a Jeep. Yeah. Have but you it's, a co-pilot? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not as safe for them if you do, you know, have the unfortunate 
if you are unfortunately in an accident. Number two. So when you have them in the back seat, it's a good idea to have some type of seatbelt for them, uh, especially for your larger dog. If you have a smaller dog, they do have these really cool car seats. They're like baby car seats and the dog sits in it and they can actually sit up and look out the window. But for larger dogs, they have these seat belts that you should use with a harness, not a collar that goes around the neck. Because if you have to stop quickly, you may choke your dog. Obviously, we don't want that. So if you use it with a harness, it will just keep them secure and it will hold them back if you do have to stop. Um, Something that we both love is this hammock type contraption that straps onto your back seat. And it actually works in pretty much any vehicle, a car, truck, SUV. And it uh, is adjustable. And so it fits around the seats and it keeps your car clean and free of hair and any messes. Well, (laughs) for the most part, I mean, it definitely keeps it more contained, Yeah. but uh, it it mostly keeps your dog safe because it kind of like cradles them and then you can also strap them in. So it's, it's kind of a win-win. It keeps your car clean. If you're like a neat freak, which I'm not, uh, if you have like a really nice car and you want to keep the seats really clean and scratch free, then you can install this harness cover type thing and it pretty much does the job. Yeah, and if you if you start taking your dog on trips when they're pretty young, if they have an accident in the back, then this uh, hammock setup will protect it from you know any doggy accidents. And it's machine washable. Yeah, uh, it is. And um, <laughs> I also want to say that the you talked about the harness. We have one we that Sela has called uh, by Kong mm-hmm. that makes. I, I don't know the model or whatever, but. Um, it, it, it covers, uh, you know, it covers some chest and back and it straps to the back. And so it grabs her by the chest if I have to stop suddenly instead of, like you said, choking her like a collar would. And it has built in poop bag holder, which is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So she can carry her own poop bag. So if you're like going for a hike and you just don't want to have to carry the poop bags, then it has this little pocket in the poop bags will like dispenses the poop bags, which is really neat. And the seat belt, I can't think of the brand that I have. We can post this stuff on our social media later, um, but it just plugs into your actual uh, seat belt thing, and then it clips to the harness from there. So another thing we want to talk about is keeping a toy in the back for your dog. If you have a bigger dog and one that chews a lot, like again a pit bull, then you know they can get restless and bored. So I keep a little chew uh, bone in the back for Stella to chew on when we go on trips. Great tip. Another thing to bring with you if you're heading out for the day, uh, make sure you have some bowls with you. There's some great brands of collapsible bowls. So make sure you bring one for food and water and bring some clean water with you as well. If you're heading out just for a few hours, make sure you have some treats on hand. And a brand that I love is Ancestry Pet Food. They make dog food and dog treats in a variety of flavors. And my dogs absolutely love the Sammy Snacks and the peanut butter flavor. It's a huge hit in my house. And they're really easy to take with you. You can just put them in like a little Ziploc or a, a little container and just you know put them in your car your bag and take them with you that way if you need to get your dog's attention really quickly if you're out and about usually treats will do that at least with my dogs they will (laughs) and ancestry they're all natural right they are and you can find them on instagram at ancestry pet food and also on their website ancestrypetfood.com and you can see where they're sold so it's worth noting if you were to get trapped in your car 
or you like your battery dies in the middle of nowhere and you're hungry, you could eat some of your dog's treats if they're from Ancestry. And then, you totally could. And then, yeah. And yeah, they're stop. human friendly too. Imagine that. <laughs> so it's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> Uh, also, the hammock, most of the hammocks that we that you'll find online, Amazon or whatever, they have little pockets in them. So great, convenient place to store yes. these classable bowls or these treats or these toys or whatever. Yes. Great tip. So the last thing um, that we want to talk about as far as traveling with your dog is one that I really wish were more obvious, but apparently it isn't for some people. And that's leaving your dog in the car. Now. I'm not one of those. Some people say you should never, ever, ever do it. I don't believe that's true. If it's certainly in the summertime, we're in Georgia and it can get quite hot here. So in the summertime, yeah, unless you're leaving your car running with the AC going and you're just running into the store for a few minutes, then yeah, that's probably fine. But a car off, even with the windows down in the summer in a place with humidity like we have can still be very damaging to your dog. Obviously, the opposite of that. If you're in a very cold state, uh, you don't want to leave your dog in the car um, on a very cold day. Now, if you are somewhere that, or like, let's say Georgia, again, in the more moderate climate times, like in the, in the spring or uh, fall or whatever, and it's like fairly nice out. Yeah, if you want to leave your dog, again, seat with a seatbelt, keeping them tethered in uh, and the windows down, I think that's okay for a little while. Now, I have two French Bulldogs, like I mentioned before, and they are so sensitive to heat and especially humidity. So my vet told me that they shouldn't be left anywhere outside when it's over 60% humidity, which is pretty much most of the year here in the South. So I kind of use that as a rule of thumb to make sure that they are able to breathe. Um, So I I just personally wouldn't leave them in the car just because they already have breathing issues. But have you seen those memes with uh, people who've left their dog in the car with it running and they put a sign in the window that says the AC's on and they're listening to their favorite song? I have not, no. Okay, well, that's really funny. Apparently, people really (laughs) do that. Like, if they have to run into the store, they'll leave their car running. I guess they have a way to lock it or maybe they don't. And they'll put a sign in the window because so many people, like myself, I would probably (laughs) bust the dog out. Some crazy dog person runs up with a brick and frees the animal. Like me like the episode of the office where they break into that guy's car to get the dog out that would be me because i don't want to see any dogs suffering obviously if the ac's on and they're listening to their favorite song then okay cool i'll just wave and let you know them do their thing so all right so that's a bit about traveling in the car with your dog also we talked about research earlier do research on your own dog you know 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 their breed habits and what things are specific to them and um, the kind of environments that they do and do not do well in, as you know, Christy was saying with her Frenchies. Um, you know, before <laughs> that was that was Stella doing a shake for you guys. Um, she wanted to say hello. Yeah. Um, before we move on, Christy, I want I meant to ask earlier, if you could go anywhere in the world with one of your dogs, where would you go and why? That's a great question. Um, I think. I would probably want to take all of my dogs with me. So that kind of limits where I could go and the method of travel. So I would say probably a cross-country road trip. I would just pile them in the car very safely in the backseat in their hammock and (laughs) and tethered in. Uh, We'd probably go across the country and stop at the various 
odd roadside attractions along the way. Uh, I would probably make some type of itinerary to stop, you know, at every weird roadside attraction and take photos of my dogs with it because I'm weird like that. I just I just see the picture now of you and, and Remy and Ruger and Sadie next to the world's largest ball of wax yeah <laughs> and but... bfe nevada no i think um i think that would be a great tv show idea too just, just to agree. throw that out there yeah uh i would pro i recently looked into a list of the top 20 dog friendliest countries in the world and so my pick was number nine sweden because one i haven't been there before and it seems like a place i'd really enjoy and two they have um dogs are allowed to walk around without leashes which uh, i I'm a little bit mixed feelings about because I could see, you know, not every dog, even friendly dogs, not every dog gets along with every dog it meets. So being off leash could lead to some potential problems. But in general, their uh, attitude about dogs is very relaxed. You can actually, there's even gourmet restaurants where you can take your dogs. Uh, some people even talked about taking their dogs into uh, grocery stores. Wow. Or going to the grocery store and seeing the other people with their dogs. So I love it personally. I think it's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're. You know, a lot of humans are quite dirty, so why should, I agree. <laughs> why should dogs not be allowed to go where they go? <laughs> Apparently, from uh, what I've read, Europe in general is a bit more dog-friendly than America, which yeah. is honestly kind of surprising to me, but so it goes. Anyway. Well, maybe we can make the United States more dog-friendly. Yeah. That's uh, our goal. Uh, yeah, that's a great, that's a great, uh, great goal. All right, so that's kind of it for this first podcast. If you are a business and you are interested in talking to us about your dog-friendly establishment, shoot us an email at havedogwheeltravelpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're a listener and you have questions for us or would like to share your travel photos with us, you can get in touch with us on social media. Our Instagram handle is at havedogwheeltravelpodcast. And we are also on Facebook at havedogwheeltravelpodcast. All right. That's it for now. So the next time you and Fido want to take a trip and you're worried it's all going to unravel. Just tune in to us. Have dog will travel. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.